0: hey everybody welcome back to dare to make it thanks for joining us today and we are going to be talking about lessons learned so if you are a maker and if you've you started a business or maybe you're just doing this as a hobby at some point you have learned a lesson along the way that you probably will never forget so we are going to talk about some of the things that we've learned built cra- power crafters and clay's done this woodworking so you want to start
1: Lead us off. <laughs>
0: that was a little weird, a yeah. little awkward pause there. Sorry. No, it's okay. It was my fault. Sometimes I, my mouth keeps going and my brain is yeah. not offering any extra input. So. It's all good.
1: <laughs> Lessons learned. There's so many. I mean, so, so many. I mean, one, yeah. uh, one of our episodes we, we discussed um, best and worst projects and in that we, did, we, yeah. we, we touched on a t, uh, project for a company called TSA where we you know, just forgot to varnish a project completely and we didn't really beef up the back framing enough. And so there's always those physical application type errors, right? Or, or things that we learn to do better the next time. Yeah. Um, what's some other things in terms of pyrocrafters that we've...
0: Well, I think the big picture lesson there was, yeah, A, don't say everything, don't say yes to everything people ask you to do. If you're doing custom work or you're making things, you don't have to say yes to everything. I mean, that was a big lesson for me. Yeah. Because it literally didn't occur to me early on that if a customer requested something that I could say, no. you know what, yeah. we don't do that. Right, right. That's not what we are experts in, and it's mm-hmm. probably in your best interest to not let us do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So that was a big lesson for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and. The other part of that is, is charging enough. I mean, especially in the beginning, people charge on the lower side, which makes sense. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that.
1: Right. Yeah. Because when
0: you're new, you're trying to build a reputation. You're trying to learn what you're doing. You may not be 100% perfect at it yet. you right. sh- You should charge less. And then as you build up your your reputation and your knowledge, you have to shift that. You have to start charging more, and that was what we weren't doing, yeah. and we burned out.
1: Yeah, we did. Because
0: yeah. we were we were making way too many things and not making really any money doing it. Right. We and, were really just breaking even on supplies.
1: And some of that comes with the, the way we prepared uh, for projects in terms of, um, for example, that taking those anything-goes kind of custom orders, rather than trying to corral uh the customer requests and kind of give them boundaries or or areas by which we could operate mm-hmm. um, for example for example the the canvas sizes at yeah. first it was like hey what what canvas size do you want and they would just spitball us and and rather than um, cuz we were like oh well that's what they want and mm-hmm. you know whatever whatever
0: and so we'd like we would make, overly yeah.
1: overly bend and flex to the to the the request when we could have easily said suggested, Hey, here are our, our selected sizes. sizes. <laughs> yeah. And so for the longest, it was like a one-off literally, uh, for every project that we did. So I think in, in terms of my lessons learned, really the thing that really bought me some time back in my life was when we said, no, we've got to stick to these
0: these are the these sizes, sizes and that's it.
1: based on our calculations of the of the poplar that we had available, um, and then on top of that, also streamlining and batching the batching process by which I would crank out and just say, "Well, I'm going to dedicate all day today in the shop to just building twelve by twelve canvases."
0: Right, because we had day jobs at the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean. We were both working full time, so all of this time that we were spending on Pyrocrafters was our spare nights and weekends.
1: Nights and weekends, yeah.
0: And we just got to the point where we we had exhausted ourselves, and we took a long break. break. Yeah. So that was a big lesson learned, and you know, time management is is a big deal for me, as you know, just because. I mean, we've been married for like yeah. a bazillion years. Well, you've so.
1: you've always got stuff going on and new things that you want to implement as well, mm-hmm. and you're a one man show. Yeah. So in in terms of the need to maximize your time, yes, it is extremely crucial because it, when you look at pyrocrafters broadly mm-hmm. as a as a functioning little small business, yeah, you handle like you know, let's say three quarters. of, of all of the avenues that we have to cover down. And I handle maybe a quarter mm-hmm. with the, or at least did, you know, we've shifted even more since I've started school and, and worked full time. but yeah. but at the time that we're talking about, we, you, you covered all the advertising, marketing, you, you name it, like website, you covered all of the other avenues and you were the artist by, by the way, right. On top of that. So so I would have like a quarter. So for me, the need to time manage, yeah, while still it was important, it was absolutely vital for you. And I think that's why we got ourselves in a pickle there.
0: Right. Well I've since get it. learned about time batching. Right. When you gotta write you gotta write social media, you gotta write a blog, you gotta write product descriptions, you gotta write all these there's all these pieces yeah. to the puzzle. And when you time batch, Things that are similar together in a day, it goes a lot smoother. You know, you got to write emails. You know, right. you put all your writing in a day, and then I shoot a ton of video. So then, you know, I'm going to shoot video all this week because then I'm going to have my studio set up with the lights and the yeah and yeah. the mics and, and you all have, to move, and have and to move them over and over. Move everything yeah. 800 times,
1: right? Would you also, about that, about the batching, would you also recommend that, like, when it comes to, like, for all those listeners who are thinking about making a small business out of their, uh, their maker hobby, Mm -hmm. um, would you recommend that they use, or at least can, out of descriptions, like, you were talking about all of the verbal descriptions of, you know, like the website stuff, and the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, would you like can the same information and apply it here, but just change it a little and, you know, how would you, how well, do you it handle that? it depends
0: on what it is. I mean, when it's product descriptions. Yeah. So like my custom products, it's all very similar except for things like sizing and pricing. Okay. Because I'm using the same wood. Right, right. You're going to get the same, you know, going to receive the same product no matter what I burn on it, what custom art is burned on it, but the variables are the sizing and the pricing, right? Yeah. So you can use like canned <clears throat> stuff for that and then just change the bits that matter. Yeah. But there's some stuff you can't can like blogs and
1: yeah. Cause they're one um, off and
0: social media. Yeah. Cause you know, it changes every single time you write it. Right. So.
1: No, I just thought it was good to, to ask, ask and for people to hear because they need to understand that every variance, every um, variable causes is more time. Right. Now, and, and every second turns to minutes and minutes turn to hours. Right. They're right. Just,
0: I do can my YouTube description. So I have like a, a word doc file that mm-hmm. is a template for my YouTube description. Mm-hmm. And so I have like at the top, Hey, the video description goes here. And then I have like a section where I put my links because you know, I do the affiliate thing. Mm-hmm. And so I put my links here and then underneath there, I usually uh, put in a little spot about the hardware that I use. So the people have questions about that. It's all in the description
1: mm-hmm. that way.
0: I don't have, Cause some of it's the same every single time. Um, so that way I don't have to rewrite it 800 times. And then I have like a whole list of tags mm-hmm. that I use for the SEO. And so that way I can just copy and paste and delete the ones that aren't relevant. So some of that stuff is canned. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, my nature for me, like m- one of the things I learned is, and we've talked about this before, I tend to just want to get in there and get it done. I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't like to plan. You're not a planner. I'm not a planner. But the other day when we were cleaning out my old wood shop, we found a, a little booklet that Amy had finally said, dude, you've got to draw these out. And you need to, yeah. you need to put your, you know, to like do a little mechanical drawing of your, Product that you're working on for us, and mm-hmm. then put your measurements in there. That way, you don't have to go. How big was that again? Or like right. have to come to the your shop and go, "Hey, dude, give me a sunken frame. I've got to figure out how to do this again." Right. And uh, for me, that was the hardest part because I just don't when I when I'm creative, I don't want that structure. Right. Um. But in during work time, of course, I it's it's part of me every day for work. But when I get away from that, I don't. That's the last thing I want to do. But, I, but it's necessary. If you're running a small business, then you have to treat it like a business. It
0: is, it's a lot of shifting between yeah. left brain and right <clears throat> brain. Yeah. You know, when you're in those creative moments. But you also have to be aware to take notes and plan and right, stuff like that yeah. so that you make it easier on yourself later.
1: And it did. I mean, it, it, that advice from Amy actually really eased my anxieties, actually, you know, like rather than. Just go, oh, man, I'm going to have to figure that out. So every time she'd come in and be like, hey, we need to make three sunken frames this weekend. Mm -hmm. I would be like, oh, dude, I'm going to have to figure that crap out again. You know what I mean? And then after I did the little schematics and drawings, I could easily open my little book and go, oh, okay, no problem. Cut that. Okay, measure that. Cut it. And it made it much more enjoyable and Mm -hmm. less stressful. Um, So that was definitely a lesson learned for me.
0: Lessons learned. I think... You know, a big one for us too in the beginning was pricing. Like I said, we weren't charging enough and it took forever for us to figure out. And I still fluctuate. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, we still, that's like a moving target because people want to know. People ask me all the time, how do you come up with pricing? Right. Um, well, it's like a general guide of like how to price my art. Yeah. But I still change it because I put stuff on sale or like I'll run a new product and I'm not going to charge as much in the beginning. You know what I mean? A right.
1: It's so, like you're testing the water. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so that's a lesson that really you're constantly learning. Right. Because con- you have to look at your competitors. What are they charging? And are you charging too much? Or are you charging not enough? Right. And some of it's trial and error. You have to just kind of
1: feel it out, feel yeah. it out,
0: see what happens. And right. And if you're not charging, if you're getting way too many orders, then you're probably not charging enough. Raise your prices and try to, you know, drop your order amount if you're getting overwhelmed. Right. Yeah, so that was a lesson that was hard to learn, and we're like I said, we're still learning. So I think, sure, instead of going in with like an expectation when you start a business that I'm, you should just know what to charge. Mm-hmm. You just have to know that that's something you're going to be constantly evaluating. That's right. always going to be moving and changing.
1: Yeah, what do you think about working with, um, you know, some people who have a home home small business, they work alone. You know, they may, oh, yeah, yeah. they may do prints, you know, they may do an original work of art and then do prints and then they can handle all of the process by their, by themselves. Mm-hmm. But in our case, we both kind of found our niche together mm-hmm. like we, and, and we became symbiotic to some degree, like we needed each other for the process. Right. Now, now over time we've created you know, you've adjusted to the point where I'm not involved day to day anymore. Mm -hmm. And occasionally we'll do something together, but what kind of advice can you provide, like lessons learned about working with either a significant other or just anybody in general? What are some Oh goodness, now we're getting
0: to like
1: Because that's that's something people need to think about.
0: Yeah, like working with somebody. Right. What advice would I give?
1: Yeah, like what did you learn from that? Did you learn anything? Because you probably learned a lot more than I did.
0: Um, I think it's important to really listen to the other person. I mean, so much can be cleared up by communication. And I know that's an old piece of advice. That's not really very exciting. Mm -hmm. But it's it's old for a reason. It's been around forever for a reason because it works. I mean – when you communicate with each other, you clear up a lot of confusion. Mm. And when you just assume something. Right. Or you, maybe even you have an expectation for that other person that they don't, you haven't voiced and they have no idea about. Right. And it kind of sets them up to not meet that expectation if they don't know it exists. Yeah. Um, which, you know, causes problems. I think because you and I are very different. Um, we have completely different methods in the way that we work. Mm-hmm. I will sit down and plan and think and try to iron out as many details as I can before I start a thing. Right Now, I mean, if I'm experimenting, that's different because I do do that a lot. In my YouTube videos, you'll see me like, I'm going to try this and see what happens. Right, right. Um, but when I'm creating a a product that I'm going to sell, that's very different. Mm-hmm. I, I try to iron out all the details so that I can make sure that the person's getting a good product. Right. And that was lessons learned too, because in the beginning I didn't do that as much. Mm -hmm. And I'm much more careful about that now. Right. You like you said earlier, you tend to be a doer. You just want to get in there and And do the project. (laughs) You don't want to plan very much. Right. And so we have we conflict in that way. Because Mm -hmm. when I'm still in the planning stage, you're already out there doing the thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so so we bump heads a little bit. Yeah. But I think we've learned over over time to listen to each other. Right. And hear what the other one says. You know, you've learned to. Sort I've, of
1: learned, to I've learned to just shut up and do what you say.
0: Well, come on now. That makes me sound like I <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> like I'm yeah. just like throwing orders at you. But, no, I'm just playing. But also listen to your suggestions more because I tend to, because I plan everything, mm-hmm. I have a tendency to not be very flexible. Right. And once I have decided on how I want to do something, it's hard for me to change it. Right. So I think I've gotten better about listening to your opinions about I, when to change things. I so like, would
1: agree with that. Yeah. It,
0: like this podcast, for example, we're doing this together. Mm-hmm. We're both coming up with ideas for episodes and they tend to be very different ideas. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And we do the episodes that you want to do sometimes and then we do the episodes I want to do sometimes. So we listen right to each other and we right. add on to the other person's ideas
1: yeah no I, I would agree with that yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. uh, essentially the lesson learned would be try your best to communicate and listen yeah. to one another um, and I think
0: especially when you've got like scheduling stuff mm-hmm. don't ever just assume the other person knows when you want to do something or when you don't you have right. to communicate that stuff because I was really bad about that in the beginning like I wouldn't tell you when right. I wanted to do something and I'm just kinda of springing on you to be like, well and then you had a whole nother idea in your head about how you wanted to spend
1: that that day. Weekend or what yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you have to be you have to like coordinate things and line things up with each other.
1: Sure. Absolutely.
0: This week on marriage counseling with Amy and Clay. <laughs> <laughs> uh we kinda of got deep into that one. But yeah. I mean that was a lesson learned. Absolutely. You know, and if you're working with somebody that's not, that you don't work that close with, you know, maybe you pay somebody to do some things. I don't, just make sure you're being clear. You know, I mean, I've hired, I've hired freelancers occasionally. That's right. Because you've,
1: you use Fiverr from time to time. Yeah. um, Because it is a great platform and it allows for um, an entrepreneur or business, small business owner to reach in and say, Hey, I just don't have time for this, you know, insert, whatever it is, blog, pictures, graphics for the front of something, um, music, perhaps an intro, outro, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, can you crank this out? And then they, based on their, you know, you, you select the person based on their rating and their cost and you get what you get. And sometimes it works out and then sometimes it doesn't. So yeah, that's a lesson learned in itself is that, you know, when you're reaching out, like if you're not a, if you're a, if you're a one or two person shop and you have to sub out some work, um, you know, take the lumps, you know, like it, yeah. it, it weigh the risk in, in terms of the cost of the, the sub out, mm-hmm. um, and what you get back. So I know we have a tendency to try to find somebody who can give us, like if we need a rendering and we just don't have time because you're a graphic artist and you can do it, but you just don't have time. Right. So in terms of getting the right thing for us, I know we look for people who are willing to do several renderings Mm -hmm. under a concept versus like a one and done Kind of deal. Yeah. That way it, it maximizes our opportunity. Of, yeah. yeah, it maximizes our chances for for hitting um, what we want. And then we can kind of just look through together and, and figure out which one we can go with. Or sometimes you just go, hey, man, none of these are really... I'm not feeling this. Right. And then we just let it go, right?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot to to deal with whether you're if you're starting a business you know a little business based on your hobby or your craft or what what it is you're making
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're gonna learn a lot yeah. along the way especially like if you're like us who we're people that while we have formal training and things none of it is business related
1: yeah. like i mean well, it's not well
0: i mean i know you've got that i know i said that wrong but i mean yeah do you know what i mean like we're not like we weren't educated I know what you mean like in terms of entrepreneurial yeah, yeah
1: ventures yeah you're right.
0: Um I have you know my history is in graphic design web design mm-hmm. and art which doesn't correlate with how to run a business. Yeah. I mean that's like a whole other thing.
1: So No you're right. In terms of business operation yeah you're absolutely right. So we had to we we learned I think the majority of our lessons through just the business piece of it.
0: Yeah, the trial and error. I yeah. mean, the other the stuff's easy to is and all that. You have to, like, you know, I had to read books and I have to like listen to podcasts and read articles about how to do all that, right? And then I pay other people to execute it because I still don't know what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
0: Um, so, you know, you have to. It's a lot a lot to learn. And we're still learning. We're probably not ever going to not be learning because now you got COVID added into the mix. And I don't care how experienced you are in business. This is a whole new thing for everybody to try to figure out.
1: Well, you have to think, too, like um, the art field from the get-go is susceptible to these types of global deficiencies in the economy. Well, because it's a luxury. Because it's a luxury, yeah. absolutely. Because it's a want, not a need. Right now, some people may be passionate enough to say it's a need, but mm-hmm. but for the most part, you know, food on the table is much more important than a burned art piece. Exactly. And and I would absolutely agree with yes. that. Yeah. But but what it what it asks us then is how do, how then do we maneuver and navigate if you're dependent on a small business? Mm-hmm. And it, luckily, we we don't depend on our small business. Right. Um, you know, I'm one of the very blessed, lucky people that has a remote job and can, can navigate this trying time. But for those who don't, I mean, it's it's tough, you know, you, you gotta like, okay, that's, we've got to figure out how to adjust here. Right. And there's ways, but, you know, luckily we don't, we've had to to cross that, that bridge yet.
0: Right. I mean, that, and that's the truth. We're, we're not going to be experts in this area. Yeah. Um, but I can say, you know, one of the thing, one a suggestion from somebody who's had to pivot as well is to watch what other people are doing. I mean, yeah. because, again, I'm no business expert to begin with. And then when you have this, like, global shift that's l- affecting every human being on the planet. hmm what do you do? Yeah. Because I I don't, I certainly don't have the answers. My answer is to, okay, let me see what they're doing. Right, right. And, and let me get some advice from some other people. And I'm, that's a whole nother lesson in itself is connecting with other people, Mm -hmm. um, which is hard right now, but you can still do it online. You can learn so much from the people that have gone in some steps before you um, and try to get as much advice from their example, because, just don't ever think that you have to have the answers, right? Because you're not gonna have all of them. We don't. You're have not. All yeah. Of
1: them. Some some of them are are also. I don't know. They're personal to the to the situation. You know, like yeah. it's or it's situational, mm-hmm. and there. So you can't list enough. Hey, beware of this. Beware of that. It's you know some of it's just like called life. Yeah. It's just like you. Okay. Well, you figure it out. And um, now again. Never before, at least in our lifetimes, has something affected the economics of small business. I would probably say much like this. I think the closest you could probably get to um, the downturn, or not really the downturn, but just the the affected areas that that have been caused by this pandemic, are probably when the gas prices shot up and we thought there was like no oil left on earth. And you know what I mean? You remember mm-hmm. the, those a few years where uh, it was
0: like $4 outrageous
1: a gas. And it yeah. was caught, you know, people shipping was run, raised up and everybody's like, Oh man, I'm going to ship all this stuff out. And so, but that's not even a drop in the bucket compared to what, um, how right. we have to real readjust and reimagine, um, what the market looks like. Yeah. So, again, we've been extremely lucky and blessed in that way. We don't really have the answers for that. No. You know, on what to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're we're figuring things out as we go, just like so many others. Right. And I think one of the biggest things for me was just to be the only – solution i could offer that i don't even know that i would call it a solution but my contribution to the what was happening in the world was just to be a something positive for people to right look at on the internet
1: and i remember us having these conversations too is about um, essentially distracting people from their day-to-day worries um, just for, even if it's just for a moment because like,
0: my thing was like everybody's gonna be talking about it yeah I don't need to add any more right voice into that right that noise of talking about what was going on so and although I'm, we're I'm talking going, about it now but
1: yeah. but it's it's become it's not like you're doing it on your instagram feeds and your in your quick videos what what we're talking about now is is it, it's become part this is of our the lives of the yeah this has just become part of our lives and we're just discussing it um, it's not that we you know sometimes you can't avoid it and in the episodes like this you just can't avoid it. you got to talk about it
0: well and I just I just wanted my social media to be something people could look forward to
1: right.
0: as you know some people really like to just sit and watch me burn mm-hmm. like there's like a re- relaxation factor there yeah and just Give some, give people something that they could look at that didn't have anything to do right. with what was going on. A
1: semblance of normalcy. Yeah, yeah, um, and it
0: was helpful for me too because it gave me something to focus on. Right. So that, and that's usually my answer to things because I, if I don't know how to do something, I'm like okay, I'm going to be the positive. Like I'm gonna be the light in the darkness kind of thing. Like try try to be positive in a situation that's not positive.
1: Right, absolutely. That's if really I, all you can do, though. In those when you don't know things. what to do, right?
0: When I don't know what to do, that's what I. That's my go-to.
1: Yep, and I think that's a good way to be.
0: E- even if I'm not right, right? It's <laughs> somewhat helpful. I yeah. think. I think another
1: lessons learned too is that, and we're proof in it as well, is that. Odds are you're not going to get rich overnight. Odds are you're not going to find success overnight and success is going to look different to everybody. So here's a case in point. Okay. We also went through a laundry list of accomplishments for Annie this year. Yeah. Um, that strangely coincided with the downturn Mm -hmm. and all things considered she had a fantastic year. Yeah. Um, in terms of personal personal like accomplishments and personal interests that that are blooming for her. We 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 won't go into the details yet, but um things have just been
0: my book came out. Yeah. I mean,
1: well, we won't go into all of it, but there's a lot yeah, of things that There have, were
0: a lot of things to be thankful for. <clears> to <throat> be
1: absolutely gra- to grateful, be grateful for and to be grateful for. Yeah.
0: And that only means that this year is poised to do better. I mean,
1: and again, but that, that's the whole point was that um, we could have looked at success from as, from just a a, a material monetary standpoint, but you, you can't always do that. You have to, because some years you're going to have some amazing things happen that don't necessarily um, generate funding as of yet, right. Well, but they're, the, but they're but they're still noteworthy and considered successful.
0: Yeah, there's so many entrepreneurial because I I, belo- I belong to a lot of like entrepreneurial groups online, mm-hmm. and so many of them it, sort of reiterate that point. You don't want to compare. You don't measure success with how much money you made. Right. Which. Right. Yeah, you just shouldn't. If you if you've got some wins wins that aren't monetary, then right, that's good. Yeah. Celebrate your wins. I'm, you know, you I'm know who bad you sound about. like right now?
1: Who? Ryan Howard.
0: Who? Tell me who Ryan Howard is. Isn't
1: it Ryan Howard? No. Who's who, who's BJ Novak's character on Office? Ryan.
0: Oh, you're right. It's Ryan, it Ryan Howard? Howard?
1: Um, when he sorry, I just wasn't I know. In the, in an uh, office for a second, I was like, mind,
0: and I was like, who
1: is Ryan? How, you do don't I have know a him? tendency to when <laughs> when I do mess up a name of an actor or a, a character, it's always a baseball player or something like I always, or, or like a football player. Like yeah. I'm I mess it up with a football player.
0: No, I'm sorry. I just my head wasn't.
1: You weren't in there that
0: moment. So when you said well, that name, I, I was like, do I do we know him? <laughs> <laughs> do
1: we, has he come to the house for dinner? <laughs> has he come over for dinner? No, so, uh, no, I was thinking of the wolf moment when they, when they, him and Kelly Kapoor came up with wolf, wolf. Oh, yeah. Wolf. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he, and he says, Oh, that's, he said, that's the key to Silicon Valley. You never think, think about, about the, the money. money. Yeah. You know, and, and it just made me laugh. And he goes,
0: That doesn't sound, <laughs> that doesn't sound right.
1: right. <laughs> um, uh, warning, Andy, run away. Right? Yeah. But, but in some, but there's some truth, there's to, some it. truth to that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you focus on what you need to do, the money will come the eventually. Money will come, yeah. And and there's a breakthrough moment. And and I think this year for us again, you know, we started this a while back, and it was never it. We never thought, oh man, we're gonna get rich.
0: Well, you know, yeah. the whole thing in the entrepreneurial group, and I have it up on my board. I've got like a whiteboard in here it's uh-huh. under my list of things to remember. It says, stop thinking about money. Think about adding value. So you don't think yeah, about yeah. how much money you're making or how much you're going to get in return. You mm-hmm. think about whether or not you're actually adding value to the world. Right? It is what I'm doing helping other people. And that, that goes back to really more about my the way that I... Because I have some online classes where I teach wood burning and mm-hmm. I have my book where I teach wood burning and all that. That goes into the... Am I adding value? So when I try to create ideas for mm-hmm. classes and tutorials, I think is you know is this something that people need to know, want to know? Am I adding value here? This right. is not just about selling a class or selling my book. It's about whether or not. Well,
1: the value actually is the the litmus test for for money for the for for earnings. Yeah. Because it, the more value you add, you'll naturally re- get money returns. Right. Right. But because it, it generates sales. So. So that's the thing. If you focus on value to the person, then you will.
0: Then the money comes. The money eventually. comes. Yeah. yeah. So you don't want to just be putting things out into the world. You want to so, ask yourself are you adding value in what you're doing? Uh, even even with this podcast, this is right. not a monetary thing that we're doing.
1: It's, well, we did it for fun. Well, like because we, th- we, we think we, we wanna have. We want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah. We have good conversations about it. Yeah.
0: And we feel like. We feel like we're adding value, having these sort of like real conversations about what it's like to be yeah. a maker. And hopefully there's some humor in here for people to right. it And it's entertainment value. Right. Yeah.
1: And, and if you can create a community and you talk about these things that you enjoy and you love to do and you, you know, and you actually make a living doing it, then that's even, that's even, that's better. even better. Yeah because that that's a hope for everybody. I th- I don't think there's anybody who wouldn't agree that that's okay to feel that way. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's a great point about adding value. You know what I'm saying about yeah. the, in terms of lessons learned, you know, because some for some people at first it's about making, making money. money. And it's got to be about more, man. Because it if it's to, not, you're not. You're going
0: to get tired of it, yeah. and you're going to get burned out on.
1: It's it. got to be about more to begin with, and then if money comes, then great. You know.
0: And you know another another good lesson learned. Um, and I heard this from Rachel Hollis, and she's she says, "Don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle." Yeah. Because I think a lot of people. Have a tendency to do that. We all in the do beginning. it. Yeah. You see somebody on YouTube or on Instagram that has like a bazillion followers, and you think, "Oh, I'm never going to get there. How mm. am I going to get there?" Right, like, right. And maybe, maybe it discourages you from even getting started, or whatever. Um, but the truth is, you know, they all started with no followers. Right. There was a time when That's Instagram crazy, right? and Facebook and YouTube wasn't like, a thing.
1: Mr. Beast only had like one follower at one point, but now he's got like 40 kajillion people.
0: Right. They all started somewhere. Yeah. And so when you compare your 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 beginning to someone else's middle, it can be really discouraging. Sure, but yeah. You got to start somewhere.
1: Well, that goes back to about just breaking through is that it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. For the most part. Some people get into ventures and they just explode. Right. Um, but those are few and far between. That's like the same uh, concept as people going, I'm going to be a singer and be, you know.
0: And I'm going to be famous I'm going to be months. famous
1: in six months. Uh, probably not. <laughs> right. You're probably going to work your butt off. Mm-hmm. You're going to go do crappy auditions. and yeah. And you're going to have to. And then one day you're going to get a break. If you don't stop, if you keep moving forward. You're gonna get a break, and that's kind of where we live all the time. Is we go, well, there there is no other option. We have to move forward because it's what we love. It's what we do, and eventually we'll break through. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So,
0: I'm sorry. I'm just I'm looking at my board because I know there's never another. never look at your board when I'm talking to you. I'm sorry. I know there's another <laughs> another quote up there about.
1: Is it from? Is it from me? No, is that the Pee Wee Herman quote? I'm just kidding. That's not it's on the there.
0: Pee-wee-Gar- I don't even know what that is. I was just trying. To <laughs> <laughs> What's the Pee Wee Herman quote?
1: I don't know. I was just making stuff up.
0: <laughs> um, I was
1: messing with you. Because people, because the listeners it. would be like, what in the hell? What kind of quote list does she have? Got Pee Wee Herman on it. <laughs> got, let's see, um, Churchill, Pee Wee Herman. You know?
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah. Churchill. That's always my go-to. <laughs> No. It's something like if it's important to you, you'll keep going. You know what I mean? You like, didn't
1: even give proper credit on your quote list, man. Where is it? Oh, it's down here?
0: I can't. It's too far away. I can't is even really see one, it. I don't one? know. I can't read it's it.
1: speaker's most influential points.
0: Yeah, I made a list. So I went to a conference last year. Bro, that's
1: not even an APA format.
0: I don't care about Shame that. Shame on you. You didn't even I don't give proper know credit. What it is, and I don't care about the format. It's just for me to reference. Oh, okay. Fair enough <laughs> um, anyway the 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 point is if if it's important to you you'll keep going right If it's not important to you, then it kind of falls by the wayside and when you're going through these moments that are hard and you're trying to build the business and if it's important you'll keep going you'll push through oh, yeah. and you'll that's, be persistent That's
1: your number one it says commitment if if it's important to me I'll, I'll stick, stick with it, it.
0: okay. There you go. It's number one, Dude, God, It was number one. I can't see it from here. It's too little.
1: Oh, I forgot. Oh, the little little known fact about Annie: she has like no vision whatsoever. <laughs> so it's amazing <laughs> that she can make beautiful art.
0: My vision is terrible. It's
1: so bad. I call her like daredevil and stuff. <laughs> I make jokes about her clicking her toes and stuff. Click my way fingers, through the house. Click yeah. her way through the house. It's great. Um, good times.
0: But yeah, I uh, if it's important to me, I'll stick with it. And and I re- I keep that with me, and I remember because when you're going through those hard days, and you're going through a lesson that's really tough, um, if it's important, you'll stick with it, and you'll push through it to the other side. Because you'll you'll get through it. You just but you got to be consistent, persistent, and push through.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I think it was Blake Shelton.
1: Are you serious?
0: Yeah, cause I really loved his Blake. His, speech that he gave it was so
1: good oh wow never heard never saw that coming
0: why is that i
1: don't know i mean i'm sure he's i mean he's not a bozo i'm sure he's like but you know when you think of like the wisest thing i've ever heard was you know you don't expect blake shelton to be on the end of that
0: oh god wait i'm that's the wrong person here we go yeah Wow. saying the wrong okay well that was comedy
1: gold keep it in here
0: Who is Blake Shelton?
1: The country singer. Oh my God, that is God's country guy.
0: That is such the wrong person.
1: We're leaving that in there.
0: (laughs) No, it's you know Blake
1: Shelton, man. I don't even
0: listen to him or follow country music at all. He's
1: a wise man.
0: But that, for some reason, that name is imprinted in my mind. It's Trent Shelton.
1: Trent Shelton is that a senator? He's a football player.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I remember you showing me the video of that guy. Yes. He's was, good. Yeah. Yes.
0: I follow him on social media. I don't know how Wasn't or he why at I said Blake Rachel Shelton.
1: Hollis's thing? Yeah, I saw him yeah, speak. That's right.
0: Um, And I follow him on Instagram. How
1: now Blake I mix would, that up, I don't know. Blake Shelton would tell you where to get a good beer, for sure.
0: Yeah. I can't imagine him giving me very many deep Things to think hey, about. Who Although knows, I could be though. wrong. I he don't could know be, the he could
1: be extremely deep. <laughs> who knows?
0: Um, it was Trent Shelton. My apologies. But anyway, we're getting deep here. We're talk- talking about lessons learned. And I think celebrating your wins is a big one, too. That is something that I have never been good at. And, you know, for example... When I got my bachelor's degree, I remember having a conversation about, like, having a celebration or a party or something. I was like, yeah. no, it's fine. Let's just – it's done. It's I've done it. It's great. Move on. Let's what move next? On. Yeah, What's the next thing? And I'm really bad about once I accomplish a goal because I'm extremely task-driven. Once I hit a goal, I'm like, okay, it's done. What's my next one? And so learning how to take a moment yeah. and stop and appreciate – an accomplishment. That's has great been advice. Been something I have had to work
1: on. Yeah, that's great advice. I think we're we're both guilty of that, Um and I think it's like this: uh, we both have this underlying um self depreciation, kind of like, "Oh, it ain't good enough yet." Yeah. Like uh, I'm not worthy of that praise yet. Mm-hmm. But but that's not true at all. You need to always. Everybody needs to always be like, "Hey, let's." Let's kick it tonight. Let's celebrate this because this is important. Right. So, in looking back, we're, we're still not great at that.
0: No, we're still not. Um, I still journal about it every day yeah. on my list. I have a top 10 list of things that I want to be, and that is still on my list. Yeah,
1: because in our conversation the other day, where we looked back on your um, progress this year, mm-hmm. um, success, if you will, because that's what we were, you know, what it comes down to is that we've barely, that barely registered at that time. Mm-hmm. Only in retrospect do we see, you know, that and acknowledge it. But that's that's a foul. We need to, every time we do it, we need to celebrate it in some way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. All right. I think I'm out. I mean, I have a ton of lessons I've learned, but we could probably spend two years talking about it. So that's true, yeah. we have to cap it off at some point. But th-
1: I think those are great. All, all those are great um Point. Some of it's more uh, tactical and more um, application based, but the other stuff is more just, you know, psychological, psychological, uh, philosophical approaches to things. Um, And and I think key the key to successes are just the right mindset, the right intent, Mm -hmm. um, and just keeping your, you know, just holding that true north. You know, knowing you're having your compass pointed the right way. Um, and then everything else will just eventually fall into place if you commit, if you don't let out. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. And,
1: and, and celebrating those, those small wins too. So, But I would agree, that's all I have.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. And as always, hop on over to our social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the places, and leave us some comments on your favorite lessons that you've learned Absolutely. Yeah. We love to have those conversations and keep those going so people can add their their two cents and their perspectives on it.
1: We sure do. Thank you, guys.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening.